I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. You often hear the term capsule wardrobe mentioned a lot in fashion shows, in fashion magazines and indeed on this show. But what exactly is a capsule wardrobe? How do you go about creating one for yourself? And why is it a good idea to have one? Well, we're going to be returning now to our regular monthly style feature with image consultant Maria Macklin. She's going to break down exactly what a capsule wardrobe is, what items we should have in there and how you can make it work for you. As it's uh, summer and the weather is nice and warm, we're also going to be taking a look into the history of shorts. Maria Macklin from House of Colour is on the line with me now. How are you doing, Maria? Hi, good afternoon, Shanita. Very well, thank you. Good, good, good. Now, finally, we are experiencing some warmer weather. There's a lot of people out there in shorts around the place, so we thought it would be interesting to explore the history of shorts and how they became a fashion item. So what have you discovered? Well, like everything, which a lot of things which we've spoken about on this section Shorts uh, um, have their origination in the military, which is the military uniforms have a lot of um, a lot of things have have evolved out of there, and this is this is interesting. But really, shorts are a late addition to the the clothes that we wear every day, and they really only came into being in the at the end of the turn of the nineteenth century. So they're later than most of the other clothes innovations, I suppose. Mm. Um, they started off. As uh, before the French Revolution, the working class were the ones who had to wear long pants and the aristocracy were allowed to wear culottes. Clothing, historically, was often a way of identifying who belonged to which class or your social rank. You know, where did you belong? And there were a lot of regulations and some of them were in in law about what you could and couldn't wear. Um, And those laws and dress really haven't disappeared. They're kind of metamorphosized into into they're not as recognisable as they were in the past, but there are still rules around attire, you know, so, sort of. But shorts originally came in for men, and they started in the army of the Nepalese. They they're kind of like the khaki shorts we wear today. Yeah. And the earliest example is about the 1880s, the earliest example of modern day shorts. So they were worn by the military, and then during World War One, when Britain had its North American headquarters in Bermuda. 
that's where the Bermuda shorts came in. Oh, of course. Hot. It was so, so hot. They couldn't stand wearing long trousers. So somebody took a pair of military trousers to the tailors and asked them to cut them up to the knee. And that's where those came in. And in Bermuda, they're still worn as a formal garment, but the men who wear them wear them with knee socks and shoes, which is really funny. <laughs> It is. That is a sight to behold. But this is what yeah. they do. They, they, they. I have seen this before. Yeah. Yes, they do. So they didn't really come into fashion. You know, traditionally they were for young boys. Mm. So the mentality at the time of after the French Revolution was that all classes began to wear long trousers, but the shorts were for young boys. So male infants started off in long white dresses, which became shorter white dresses as they grew older and became toddlers. And then when they were boys, they started wearing shorts. During middle childhood, they switched to breeches and then in their teens to long trousers. And the, the term, you know, the, the being an adult male was where the term comes from as the, the somebody who wears the pants. That's uh, where it comes from. OK, yeah. that's really interesting. So, so you I, wore the pants when you, when you were an adult man. It was your move into adulthood. I love that. I love that. Mm. And, you know, there's lots of different variations of shorts now. You know, there's shorts that come to the knee. There's the kind of the culottes that you mentioned. There's the very short shorts, Maria. There's the the cycling shorts are making a comeback as well, I see as well. Board shorts, boxer shorts. There's a great term which I've come across called the Daisy Dukes. For those of you who are to remember the Dukes. Dukes of Hazard. Daisy Duke. So the very short shorts have been known have been known as Daisy Dukes and they're generally cut off denims, but they're short cut offs. And only yeah. for the brave, let me just say. You and know. Only, well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, everybody needs to do what they're comfortable with. Yeah. We, 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 we can't we can't do we can't be judged on how we appear because it's about what, how comfortable you are with what you do. But yes, there are colossal and cargo shorts which again have had a hard time because cargo shorts are seem to be utilitarian and for work because they've got so many pockets. But they've actually moved into mainstream now. And shorts in the 60s and 70s for men. I mean, tennis had a lot to do with yes. shorts into mainstream, particularly for women. That's really where women started to wear shorts first. And then they moved into Hollywood like things do. They moved from military to film. Um, and 1930s and 40s, women started to pose in shorts. Um, I don't know if you remember Sean Connery in... I think it was Thunderbird. He was he had very short shorts. Oh, he did. Jorn, yeah, he did. Jorn Borg in the seventies. He did. Seventies wore very short shorts. <laughs> he did, but they were. You listen, they looked good. They did look good. Well, uh, you know, yeah, they, they so. did for their time. You know, uh, but this comes up a lot, Maria, uh, and I'd love your opinion on this. Shorts in the office is it a yay or an a from you? Well, again, it depends on the type, and it depends on your environment. I always say you need to ask three questions: What is the environment you're moving into? What is the statement you want to make? And, 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 and what is the weather doing? So clearly, if it's the summertime, it's more appropriate than not. Shorts go from cargo, which are very informal, to denim. And then you have tailored shorts, which yeah. are essentially tailored trousers with the bottoms locked off. So tailored shorts have absolutely made their way into the office. And particularly for women, you now have tailored short suits. So they're yes. trouser suits, but they're with shorts. And so they, those have made their way into the office. Um, again, it's important to understand that you will be perceived in a particular way based on what you're wearing. So if you want to be perceived as being more senior, you need to be more formal. And if you don't, then you stick with what you're comfortable doing. 
but maybe well, leave the Daisy Dukes at home. I don't know if the Daisy Dukes are going The more flesh <laughs> you reveal, the less formal you become and the less you're seen to know what you're talking about. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Now, yeah. we often discuss capsule wardrobes, Maria, and we had a very successful capsule wardrobe challenge last year. But what exactly is a capsule wardrobe uh, and, and how can we make it work? Where did this term come from? Do we know? Uh, I don't know where it came from. I presume it came from putting everything into one small space because mm. you you either had to pack a bag or you had to live in a smaller with a smaller wardrobe or you had to do something very particular with less clothes. Um, but for me, it means doing more with less. So it's it's a it's a the minimum you need in order to make the maximum number of outfits. It allows people to spend their money properly. Because if you understand what you need to have, what what you need to have as a minimum, then you can spend your money wisely and you can focus on those items and do more with those than you need. Then, then So you don't need as much. Yeah. For example, if you're talking about a work capsule, so if, some, if a young woman is starting out as a graduate and she has a restricted budget, say, but she needs to have items for work, I would suggest she would only need three bottoms, six tops, two jackets, a coat and some shoes. And with those 12 items, she can make 40 outfits. So that would get you through, you know, okay. a month, two mm. months of working, working attire without having to buy anything else. So a capsule wardrobe is the minimum number of items you need to make the maximum number of out- outfits. Some people will have a holiday capsule. Some people will have a work capsule. If you're a yoga instructor, you'll have a certain number of leggings and tops that you'll need. You know, it depends on your lifestyle, but it's the minimum you need to make the maximum. That's the key. Yeah, and you you know, you often see um, articles on this, you know, in magazines. They often pick out suggestion items that they feel we should have in a capsule Mm. wardrobe. Is there anything that you would suggest or what should we kind of have in in a capsule wardrobe? Yes, we do. We we have a, I have a general, a general capsule and we don't give you colours and shapes and mm. styles because that is completely based on who you are and how you want to live your life. So, for example, you'd often see on those magazines that everybody should wear a white shirt. I don't recommend that because not everybody suits white, number one, and not everybody wants to wear a man's style yeah. shirt. It yeah. doesn't suit every woman. Some women need blouses, some women need satin, some women, you know, so it's, it depends on, on on what you do. But we, we I do say that everybody should have at least eight tops and four bottoms, four trousers, too smart, too casual. Okay, one so good, eight tops good, and eight four tops bottoms. Okay. Four bottoms. One good jacket, a great fitting jacket, whatever that is. It might be a cardigan. It depends on your lifestyle. You might need a formal jacket, but you might need a cardigan. Two dresses, some one or two outfits for going out in, and those might, you might already have them with those art, uh, items I've mentioned already. One good quality bag, two belts, jewellery, which feels right for you. Five pairs of shoes. You should have at least have a boot, a heel, a flat and a trainer. Okay. That's, and you know, simplifying everything. Your accessories are, might be your hat, sunglasses, scarves, gloves, all those things that give the final touch that elevate everything you're doing. Now, every bottom should have at least six tops to go with it. 
And three bottoms doesn't mean you have 18 tops. Some of those tops will go with several of your bottoms, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. Like This is the way I've started to shop since and, and shopping the wardrobe as you've kind of put me on to this. And part of the exercise as well that we did for the Capsule Wardrobe Challenge was to kind of pick these 20 items carefully and kind of make yes. sure that they all match. So, yes. you know, like say if you have a fairly neutral enough coloured bottom you're, or a denim, yes. let's say, you're going to yes. have lots that's going to that's gonna work with this. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And, and for people starting out with their wardrobe, particularly when if I've moved them into a new colour palette or a different style type that they didn't realise they could do. I often make sure they start with their neutrals so that everything else in their wardrobe will work with that. That's where you get your most value. And generally, it's it's on the bottom half because we people don't tend to compliment you on your trousers because that's not where the impact is. The yeah. impact is on your cameo area, which is from your, you know, your chest up, almost your, your bust up. Um, and so I, I ensure people get the value from the bottom spine understanding that if you, when you buy them in a neutral colour they will go with everything else in your wardrobe. Yeah, it's fantastic advice. And what are the benefits of this, Maria? Like I know from myself, you know, doing this last year, uh, you know, particularly at the start, it was what we discovered was there was no like rummaging around and stressing out. Like you're, you were a bit more planned, weren't you? Yeah, but, but completely more planned. You need to make sure that all of the items you have are right for you, you feel good in them, they're your style, they're your colours, they have the right impact for whatever you're doing. They match your lifestyle. There's no point in you having 20 evening outfits if you don't ever have occasions to go out to, you know. So they need to. you need to have the tools in the wardrobe to live your life the way you want to live your life. Um, we, we ask you to just, what I ask you to make sure is that you have one of everything on the list before you have two of anything so that you absolutely have the clothes you need. It allows you to buy less it allows you to buy better. And again, I would rather have two good pairs of trousers than five average pairs. Yeah. That's my, my personal preference. Um, it allows you to save time. As you said, there's no rummaging. It's mm. so much easier to put your clothes together. Um, and people don't really notice the actual items. People just look at you and think, wow, she looks great. She looks well put together or he looks well put together. We have the same list for men. You know, Men need a capsule wardrobe too. Because you don't have time to go rummaging. The average woman spends 17 minutes getting ready, mm. getting dressed for work. I mean, that's six months of your working life is spent deciding what wow. to do. Wow. You don't have time. We do don't have time for this, Maria. We do not have <laughs> no. time for this. Oh my no, God, when I'm you break it down like that. And if we all had smaller wardrobes, can you imagine the impact on the environment if we were all buying less? I mean, well, this is the thing. given. Yeah. This is the thing. And, you know, yeah. I'm hearing an awful lot about this lately. You know, fashion editors are talking about this, which I think yeah. is fantastic, by the way. It's a great move. They're talking about reducing their wardrobes down to a capsule size. Other people are talking about giving up buying new clothes for a year. You know, this paring yeah. down, it's, a, it's something that people are motivated by, as you say, to be more sustainable. Yes, but you have to understand what to put in there in the first place. You still need the tools. To, you still need the clothes in your wardrobe. I mean, often I have women who... Or and men when they've finished with me and they go, oh my goodness, if I take everything out that isn't right, I'll have nothing left. And I said, well, you have to start with baby steps. You have to one in have a one in one out policy when you're buying or getting new, acquiring new items. Make sure they're 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 right for you. But you can't get rid of everything immediately. You have to do it in a way that suits your lifestyle and suits your budget. Um, but if you have a good basic set of items then you're sorted I mean it's amazing how little you really need you and I did it last year yep. I did a capsule wardrobe challenge for a month and 
it was easy. It's stress Well, we, 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 we thought it was going to be hard and it was yeah. easy. It was yeah, easy. It and easy. Uh, yeah. now, don't get me wrong. And I know you're all about the repeat styles. And that was something that I had to wrap my head around as well, wearing the same stuff. Uh, but definitely, you know, it's something that I, I, I did achieve by the end. But when it was over, I was glad it was over at the same time because I was thinking I, I picked the wrong stuff. Sometimes yes, I picked. I yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did too. I had to switch things in and out. But yeah. On, on average, we're wearing, we're actively wearing wearing 20% of our wardrobes. So there's yeah. already 80% of, of stuff that we own. Stuff, we just don't need. You know, stuff that we don't need or we're not using for whatever reason. Yeah. It's not suitable. It doesn't suit us. It's too small. It's too big. It doesn't suit our lifestyle. And if it doesn't suit our lifestyle and lifestyles have become a lot more casual now, so we tend to not need as much, much formal. That's it. That's it. Maria, as always, a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for talking us through all of that and uh, making it sound so much easier to start this Capsule Wardrobe Challenge. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. You're welcome, Sinead. Thanks for having me. Thanks a million. You can get in touch with Maria if you want to get more advice from her or if you want to have a colour analysis or anything like that. Maria.Macklin at houseofcolour.com. That's her email and you'll find her on uh, social media. She's Unlocking Your Style on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can find all the details of her contact details and everything else there.